my next guest is Warren Kuyo from um, Hobson Wealth Partners. Uh, like, thanks for joining us, Warren. Do you want to just tell everyone who Hobson Wealth is? Sure. Hobson Wealth Partners is the former Macquarie Private Wealth in New Zealand, and I led a buy-in uh, along with around about 25 of the key members of the business last year and purchased the business off Macquarie Group. Yeah. And how many advisors? Around about 30. Yeah, so reasonable size, and you'd have a reasonable FUM. Uh, around about $2 billion of assets in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch uh, advisors and a total team of around about 60. Yeah. So, so today we're going to talk about you know, um, the cost of advice and how do we, how do we get more people to, to get advice. And, and you know, you've been in this business now for a while um, and you're seeing more and more examples of that it's getting more difficult to get advice to consumers. What's your take on, on this issue at the moment? Advice and financial services is, is extremely important and not everybody knows that they need it. Um, it's expensive to deliver the advice but for lots of reasons. It's expensive to hire good people, mm -hmm. uh, research people, advisors. Um, the cost of doing business is high and increasing from a regulatory point of view, from a systems point of view, from a compliance point of view. Um, and there's fee pressure in the industry so the, the revenue to pay for delivering that advice is always under pressure. So uh, the challenge in the industry is to make sure that um, us as service providers can deliver the service that the consumers need and want and, uh, and, and grapple with the challenges or deliver um, that service um, in an in a environment where there are challenges um, from a consumer point of view as well. Do you think people know where to go to get advice? I think uh, the, the larger investor or the person or the entity with larger sums of money does have access to, mm. really access to advice. But, it, but it's more that middle market where we're Mid Middle and low is a bit tougher yeah. um, because if you, if you don't have um, a significant asset base to invest, it's difficult to pay for the advice, um, suppliers might not necessarily want to offer their advice yeah. to you. Are you seeing examples of people turning away from advice because it's too expensive? Yes. What do we do about it? Um, we need to, there's sort of three or four different ways of addressing that problem. One, education, that, that old chestnut mm. in the industry to make sure that people, consumers, investors, people with assets do know that uh, they do need advice. So whose role is that though? Uh, it's the regulators. It's the, it's, um, but the regulators it's, don't do anything about it. No, it's not, not now, but they overall probably ought to. Um, given that it's a, um, imposition, not an imposition, it's increasing regulation in the industry mm. that is part of the increasing cost of delivering the service. It's up to us in the industry as well to provide yeah. um, education to consumers, to our customers. Is there a role for government? Uh, there probably is, um, can, particularly given the, um, the, the, growing, uh, the growth in KiwiSaver mm. yeah. and the fact there's now nearly 3 million Kiwi savers and like um, forty billion dollars, forty billion of assets and growing in yeah. the industry. So it means that, that a lot of people have a long-term savings yeah. uh, retirement savings plan now and should know that they might need to get advice on that um, asset at some stage. But that's a, that's a massive concern, and, and particularly when we're going into this this part of the market cycle where things are starting to change. So someone said to me, an advisor said that they'd done a survey of their clients and they'd be willing to pay $125 for advice for KiwiSaver. Is that doable? Um, the average KiwiSaver balance from memory is around about $13,000. Mm. Um, so I would have thought... Um, you know, $125 would be a minimum. Mm. Um, it's, it's doable, it's tight. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, 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 the revenue that comes off um, that managers have to charge to look after that money 
is, is under pressure, mm. is low, um, and so you know that is the dilemma that the yeah. industry faces. How does someone with a thirteen thousand dollar asset, um, notwithstanding that it's growing, pay or get access to the yeah. advice they need? The industry, the, the KiwiSaver, um, the KiwiSaver schemes have too many investors in conservative and/or default mm. um, uh, allocations, and that is the that is the thorny issue. A massive issue, yeah. Uh, the, uh, 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 can you quantify, and it's probably not in dollar terms, but sort of more percentage terms, you know, how much it's risen to provide advice to people, the cost of advice? Uh, on a standalone basis, I would have, I'd estimate, uh, you know, 50, 50 to 100% increase in cost in the last five or six years. That's so huge. quite a lot. Yeah. So yeah. scale in businesses uh, are, is increasingly important, so that the cost cost of the, the, the um, advice delivery is spread over a larger client base. Do we have an issue, you know, we've got more and more regulations coming on advice in the financial sector. Is, is there an issue that we're over-regulating it and, or the regulation isn't smart enough? And, you know, a great example is, you know, the AML requirements for KiwiSaver. Have we got the mix right there? I think it's, it's improving. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the regulation, the regulatory framework changed a few years ago. And it came in um, with some, you know, it was unknown to the sector, mm. um, and the, the implications and consequences were unknown. But uh, there's been reviews, there's continuing yeah. to be reviews, and we do see improvements. And I think that'll continue over time. So, so, so they're heading in the right direction? I think so. Yeah. I think so yeah. overall. Yeah. But these things are slow and take time, and, and there's issues now to deal with. Yeah, and and this whole rising cost of advice thing is going to drive this this growth of this robo advice industry. What are your views around that? Where does it fit in? I think it'll most definitely be a big part of the sector in a number of years' time, and I don't know what that number is—a yeah. low number or a high number—but um, it will be a big part of the so sector. It's a space you'd play in? I think so, because if you, if you're looking at ways of getting uh, advice. Uh, across to um, a larger client, you know, a wider range of investors, mm. you have to look at all the different ways of getting that advice across there. Um, you know, back in, in the not too distant future, everyone used to go into a bank branch yeah. to take out cash yeah. for the weekend. Yeah. Now it's, it's either online or, or you know, automatic payments. So yeah. I think the, the, the different ways of doing things uh, must include um, sort of automated delivery in our sector. Mm. So that will be a big part of the industry? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just and you know, just finally, just to change topics a little bit, you've got quite a, a background in investment management. I think you you were the CIO at Fisher Funds yes. and a few other roles you've had. Just you know, it's really interesting at the moment. We're seeing um, it seems to me like we're at a turning point in the markets. You're starting to see a lot of different dialogue coming out of central banks and and asset prices seem to be. Um, Pretty, pretty inflated at the moment, or, 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 or rich. What, what's, yes. your, what's your take on the market? So most definitely, um, the world has been pumped up with easy money in the mm. last seven or eight years, um, and that, that won't last forever. We've got I asset prices. We can price, see the end, can't we? The end is, end is yeah. nigh, maybe. Um, but asset prices and, and kind of every asset class that you look at are historically high mm. uh, because of the weight of that money. Uh, so what that means is that the, the need for advice for a client, uh, for an investor, uh, is all the more important mm, uh, mm. because asset allocation, being aware of, um, of of asset pricing or mispricing in mm. some cases, is increasingly mm, important. Mm, mm. And your message to advisors and investors around what they should be thinking about now? Our asset allocation is the, is the number one. Okay. Um, which asset classes to follow, which asset classes to be weighted in properly. Mm. Um, fixed income around the world is pretty high. Um, equities are pretty high. Real estate's pretty high. Okay. Um, 
you know, so, so look at the combination of assets that you've got, mm. and I think um, you know, look, looking at, at solid you know, and equities in particular that can generate their own growth mm -hmm. rather than um, relying on returns from asset price increases mm -hmm. will be um, you know, a pretty good place yeah. to be. Look, it's going to be a pretty interesting time in the markets, uh, yeah. you know, basically from now on from what I can see. Yeah. We've had a good run for a long time, particularly especially in New Zealand, and uh, you know, that always breeds a need for more caution. Do people need to dial back their return expectations? Yes. Yeah. Halve them from what they've been in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So as a rough estimate. Uh, look, you so know, um, others are saying the same thing, but it's you know, I think people just have to be realistic about what future returns are likely totally. to be. Yeah. Look, thank you very much for your time, thank Warren. You. It's been great having you on the show. Great. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.